When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. Oh my goodness, it's the start of the episode. We are... Holy shit. ...the co-hosts of Worst Year Ever. My name is Cody Johnston. I'm Katie Stoll. We have a third one. And his name is... We do. His, his name, name is We Do. And his Michael name is We Do. Bloomberg. Congratulations Bloomberg. on your big win in American Samoa. American Samoa. You yeah, must feel I, really good. I, I have taken on the name of, of my hero... Uh, much like Robert Paulson in in the Fight Club, mm-hmm. we, we're all Michael Bloomberg today. Yeah, I am Michael Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. I am Michael Bloomberg. No, I'm Michael Bloomberg. Congratulations to all three of I us for Michael our big Bloomberg. wins. Um, <laughs> we are here today to talk about what happened last night. Last night being Tuesday, Tuesday being Super Tuesday, not Taco Tuesday. Although you might have had tacos mm-hmm. on Super Tuesday, I didn't. I asked Sophie for some, but she didn't let me have them. Anyway, <laughs> I was joking. She just looked so <laughs> mad at me. I didn't want tacos. I wanted the salad that I ended up with. <laughs> so you got exactly. She what you was wanted. right. She was right. She said we don't know when we're going to eat these, and tacos don't hold up well. And she was right. I was just trying to be cute, and now she's mad at me. And I really wish I hadn't said anything. Feeding people is no. How it's okay. I Katie, it's how she expressed love, and I felt if, the love. Uh, I didn't need to throw I've her under the bus. One thing from this career, Katie, it's that having Sophie be frustrated at you is like soul <laughs> fuel. It, it is the only thing that keeps me going. I've let my mom down a lot too, so. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I, look, last night was sobering for a lot of us. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty sure I got drunk. Yeah, and high. Yeah, I was wasted um, last night. <laughs> uh, but then you woke up feeling extra hungover maybe. Um mm-hmm. And I forgot the look, name of it, it wasn't Joseph great. Biden. 
Ah, it certainly isn't the result that we wanted. Uh, But we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about what happened leading up to last night and and how that changed things. We're going to talk about, (laughs) we're going to debate some things, I'm mm -hmm. sure. And we're going to talk about uh, some ways to move forward and and ways to have hope and things to focus on. So it's going to be good. I want to start by kind of, I don't know, being a little bit of a dick because I think that, um, we all got very excited by the the early success of Bernard Sanders and the fact that there was not, you know, in, in 2016, Hillary was kind of the clear front runner from the beginning. Um, and Sanders was always seen like, you know, I, I had a lot of hope for Sanders in that election, but it was not like it was with this one where like Sanders opened up kind of ahead of the pack. Mm-hmm. And it bred what I think is irrational exuberance. And I, I do think there has been a tendency. I noticed it a lot in 2016, too. Um, all the fuckery that the DNC did and the superdelegates and stuff um, leads a lot of people on the left to, I think, inaccurately um, frame what's happening as these are like Hillary Clinton or or Joe Biden are are candidates with no real support, without significant Mm -hmm. amounts of support. And they they need institutional fuckery in order to to have any chance of winning the nomination because it's got to be fraud, basically, because no one wants to vote for these people. And it's just not true. It's not true. Um, We can... uh, I, a lot of fuckery does go on and has been has gone on in this election against Sanders and for Biden and in the last election against uh, Sanders and for Clinton. But both Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden have huge amounts of support within the Democratic Party. Yeah, um, it's not fake. It's not astroturfed. And it's people you may disagree with the decisions they're making, but it's not all party elites and mm-hmm. stuff, too. San, and or it's a Biden, huge mistake yeah. to just write everything off as that. Yes. Uh, yes. A, a, as as satisfying as it might feel to to put all the blame onto that. And it's not to say that there aren't elements of things that come into play, but there are much larger elements that are coming into play that we should talk about. Um, leading into yeah. last night, nobody thought Biden was going to do well. You know, South Carolina, they expected him to, to take, but maybe not as, um, you know, not such a resounding victory. But that changed things. And and so why is that? Why did so many undecided voters get swayed at the last minute for Biden? Of course, there are the yeah, endorsements and, uh, that came through. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I, OK, sorry. <clears throat> I want to note real quick, Katie, that that when you say like so many people swung at the last minute, um, one of the things that has been found in sort of like the early research that's happened into uh, the Super Tuesday is that. Biden's lead was largely secured by what are called last minute voters. So mm-hmm. he had an overwhelming chunk of people who basically made the decision of who to vote for within a day or two of the yeah. election. Yeah. Like those people went overwhelmingly for Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's like document. Like we have a lot of evidence on those facts. So and that's and there's a yeah. lot of different reasons why. Um, OK, so, yes, there are the endorsements, which were very frustrating from uh, from Pete, from Beto and from Amy. Yeah, a series of dropouts and endorsements. Right. The day yeah. before <clears throat> Super Tuesday, which is wild yeah. because they already had votes coming in for them, you know, from from early voters. They're on the ballots. That is the most nefarious feeling part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody called it a manipulation of earlier it's a fuck today. job it's a little <laughs> bit of a fuck job um but like it, you know they endorse him I, I i'm not surprised that pete and amy endorsed biden even though you're right it is so hypocritical i'm not surprised pete and amy did necessarily um, the thing that most disappointed me was beto yeah because i don't buy it 
Um, I mean, I don't well, buy he's going to be all. Biden's gun guy. Yeah, so. that too. <laughs> My favorite thing yesterday was Katie referring to Beto as skate. What's skater boy? Skater, skater boy. boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember his name. I called him Skater Boy. Um, um, even because even yeah. with Be- even with Beto, uh, even if he doesn't like Sanders and is like scared of him or whatever, uh, if he yeah. believes the things that he says he believes, uh, a wide range of topics, he would have endorsed. Elizabeth Warren, sure. If anybody, I mean, it's right. Um, it's really fucking clear what Beto got, and it's he he got the chance to be the fucking gun violent czar, or yeah, whatever, right? Yeah, like, that was announced very quickly. Like that's the clearest. Like some of these, it's sort of like we're wondering what did these people, what were they promised in exchange for doing this? Yeah. I think it's pretty clear with Beto. Right. Um, the other factor that needs to be taken into consideration is just how much sway Obama has. Uh, so many people voted for Biden because like like the, just watching the coverage last night you you hear reporters talking to people and it's like well what uh made you vote for Biden it's like well I want Obama like who, or who do you want for president I want Obama Biden has that yeah um, that's what I mean that's what people used yeah. to say about Pete they're like I like Ob- I want Obama again uh Biden's too old I'm gonna go to Pete there right. was that sort of and, calculation always and there. Biden has looked old through this whole process he's been blubbering on stage and <laughs> forgetting the words the declaration of independence you know yeah i mean even cory booker alluded to like sometimes joe talks and we're like what we all we all see the writing on the wall with that um he's but, sundowning yeah it's alarming but but then he had this really big haul and he delivered um an objectively great speech on saturday night after south carolina a speech that tapped into something that he hadn't tapped into prior on the on the campaign trail, which would be his own stories of loss and 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 tying that into a narrative narrative that is compelling and people can relate to. And all of a sudden, people were really quick to jump to him, undecided people, people that were for Bernie before, because you look at the polling in so many of these states where Bernie was ahead and was projected to be the winner. So I think it's really important. That we talk about that and we can talk, we will definitely talk about Elizabeth Warren and the, and the role she played in it. But I would like to start with a conversation with you guys about why you think people that were maybe going to go for Bernie were so quick to jump to Biden when he started to look strong. Yeah, I mean, uh, like you, you said, I, I said the word manipulation and I did. I don't think that's entirely what I mean. But like there was a, a huge push yeah. to an electable person uh, by a lot of people in the party. Uh, the day before the election um, and you have these undecided people, these people are like, okay, well, I want to beat Trump and I want the person that people are going to go for. Yeah, electability uh, is the, yeah, the, it's the, the big thing people are concerned about right now. Right. Um, yeah, and, and especially I think in the, the kind of people who are going to vote in a primary election are going to be more politically engaged than the general population. And that also means they're probably the kind of people who are more likely to be scared about Trump. Um, and if if you are voting... If your primary motivator is like, I just want anyone who can beat this guy, um, I get why you would make the calc. I think it's the wrong calculus, but I get why you would calculate that Joe Biden is the safe bet. And I do think that happened with a lot of these last minute voters. Yeah, absolutely. There's also a lot of because also a lot of the main narrative around it is that Trump actually wants to go up against Bernie. And the the idea that he's like scared of Joe Biden. uh, And I think I think the reverse is true. I think the reverse Um, is true, too. But like the the prevailing narrative amongst like a lot of like never Trumpers, establishment Democrats and and people who uh, are on TV talk about that. Sure. Absolutely. Um, And the media has a huge role in how 
this has played out and why people were maybe not so certain about Bernie. Also, oh, sorry. no, go ahead. Well, just so I'm going to take a conversation in a different direction. OK, because <laughs> um, uh, another I think uh, I mean, upsetting kind of is that a lot of the people who have voted um, Super Tuesday and some in South Carolina, uh, their main issue was health care. Um, and they uh, seem to overwhelmingly support Medicare for all, mm-hmm. uh, but they still voted for Joe Biden. Uh, they thought that yep. he supported that policy. They thought that he was for Medicare for all. How did they think and that? I, I don't know. I don't know that that's true. That's what I read. I mean, I know that there is plur- a, a plurality <laughs> of people in states yeah. wanting Medicare for all. I don't know that by and large the electorate just made a mistake on what his positions are. I think it has to do with not being confident in Bernie Sanders completely. That's my editorializing. Yeah. It's what I'm seeing here. And I don't I, – and I think it's important for us to take some self-reflection here. I, I – again, I said I will, we'll get to Elizabeth Warren. Most of you guys probably know from Twitter and our conversations that <laughs> I've, I've loved you were, Elizabeth. You were Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth was, Warren. Yes. Yeah. And um, I – decided to vote for Bernie. And it was a hard decision for me. I I really, it hurt because I wanted to vote for this badass woman that I think mm-hmm. is so qualified and would be great at the job. Um, and my goodbye to my mentions for saying that. Uh, but I'm proud oh, yeah. to have R. voted R. for Bernie in California. Because the thing is, is like I've always said, I like them both. I care about what uh, what they stand for and what they're fighting for and so my my that's my allegiance is to fighting for that so i'm proud to have voted for bernie as i started talking about that with people uh people who are liberals and who i know you know maybe i don't talk about politics that much i was astounded yesterday by the amount of women who were like yeah me too i don't think elizabeth will win and that's a bummer so i'm gonna vote for biden and at first I thought this was just anecdotal, but I am seeing that across the board with people, uh, not across the board, that's an overstating it. But, you know, you, you can't miss that online right now, this conversation about what um, the people that vote for Elizabeth, whether they would or would not go to Bernie. Um, and when I press people to talk about why, it is because they are so off put by a lot of the conversations that they've had with really intense Bernie supporters that they are terrified of it. Like these people that are like so convicted with their their fervor that everybody else who doesn't agree with them, they're scum. You know, you don't agree with me. Well, you want people to die. That's fucked up. And you know, that's not true. You're you're putting it in a way that's really unfair and it's alienating. And you can say that, well, fuck them. If if, you know, some mean person is the reason why they're not voting for Bernie. I agree with that. That's true. I agree. Like, look at me. I've been attacked for months now, and I'm still a Bernie supporter, you know, <laughs> for having my dual allegiances here. I agree. But that doesn't change the fact that it's a very real phenomenon, and it's a very real reaction that people have. And I think that that does play into at least an element of why some people are um, nervous to go to Bernie. And again, RIP my mentions for saying this, but... I I do feel like it plays a factor in this. Thoughts? <laughs> um, I guess my thoughts are, before we move, I, I, I start talking about that other thing. My fo- thoughts are specifically on this. I I think, 
I still feel like a lot of that issue has to do with um, the way fandom works on yeah. the internet. Sure. Um, it, yeah, and I, I, I think that is the bulk of what people are noticing when they talk about, which isn't to say stuff doesn't happen in person, but like it does happen in person. I don't know. Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, like one of the things that's frustrating to me is like I'm seeing uh, the the there was there was like some MSNBC and N- NBC journalists tweeting about um, uh, getting you know somebody at a Bernie rally uh, like making comments about how the media wasn't treating Bernie fairly, and then comparing them to like Trump rallies and being like you know it's not that yeah. bad, but it's it seems like it's heading in that direction. I, I it's like you know I I think that is probably taking a little bit. Far, especially Absolutely. since, for example, Bernie hasn't endorsed uh, physically assaulting journalists the right. way Trump I, did. It's completely well, unfair. He also, he also, I mean, Trump calls things fake news when people tell the truth about yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 sorry, I, I, to jump in. I know I'm talking a lot right now. I, I want to make it clear. I agree with you. I think there is a huge mischaracterization of Bernie Sanders comparing him to Trump. And that's, again, something that I've heard so much from people that uh, are just are liberal voters, voters here saying, like, it scares me because he's so much like Trump. And that is a narrative that the media has pushed and 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 all of it. Well, and, for a lot of people, politics is mostly aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, a lot of what's going on. Absolutely. And I also get it. I, I mentioned this last night talking to you guys. It, it's something that I, I heard someone I don't want to take credit for what I'm about to say. I've heard it said. Um, in 2016, while a lot of this anger was still there and part of the movement with Bernie Sanders, it was more seeped in hope. Uh, his message was hopeful feeling. And four years later, we're all tired and we're angry. And now it feels angry. And I understand that because I'm angry. But when we lead with that, it can be alienating. Um and and I think that's a big difference. And of course, and I also know uh, <laughs> for all the ugliness that I've received online from Bernie supporters for liking Warren, I know that it exists elsewhere as well. You know, I, <laughs> well, there's also I, just so much love in the movement that I think but is it there that doesn't, doesn't translate. It, it doesn't translate. I and I think the media does have a lot to do with that. What we're t- what we're talking about and how it's presented. Um, I look at so many moments from rallies that he has that is all about positivity. Yeah. I, I don't disagree that that needs to rise to the top more, but also the, the, uh, some of this is frustrating seeing people like complaining about the anger and like all the, the, the incivility and all this sort of stuff. When for the past three years we've dr- been angry and uncivil and yeah. been calling for it. We're like, no, we go, it's time to be angry. It's time to be uncivil. And and that sort of attitude. But then as soon as it's sort of in a, a, an uncomfortable world, then it's like, well, now you're being too mean to me. Yeah, um, I, I, I hear that. Um, and I agree with that. I, I think it's all complicated. And unfortunately, every time a Bernie supporter, myself included, I'm a Bernie supporter, um, I don't mean to be say, making this about you all, you know. Oh, let's be fair. Uh, you're a Bernie bro. I'm a Bernie bro. Okay. A Bernie bra. Yeah. Uh, it reinforces the narrative. I've said that before. And it's hard. It's hard not to rise to it. You're angry. Things feel really important. A lot of liars but out there, too. I it's think, very frustrating. I think 
for a campaign that's and, built around empathy and love, I think that there's a decided lack of empathy and love for people that might disagree with you on some points and the immediate jumping to characterizing them as evil. It's not it's not working, guys. It, I understand the emotion, but it is part of it. It's and now we spend a lot of time talking about this. I don't think it's the only and factor. online and like I think what sure. like twenty percent of people are actually on Twitter. And, sure, you know. but I, I you know and I just responded to someone with this, and this is anecdotal evidence. I'm not going to pretend like I know for sure that people across the board who didn't vote for Bernie feel this way, but the people that I've talked to are not online. There are people that do not have Twitters, do not engage in Twitter, and they are feeling what I'm telling you. And and probably a lot of them, I don't I don't think that they're tuned into the cable news cycle. They're talking to people. They're having their experiences. They're having their own interactions with people face to face. So I, I well, don't, and, you know, but again, that's anecdotal. So. And I, I do think that leads into what I was wanting to talk about, which is kind of the fact that. Just sort of the nature that that we are the extremely online people we are, um, and that most of our listeners all are as well, um, means ignoring a lot of folks for whom even like this this discussion about like Bernie Bros and stuff hasn't had a big impact on uh, why they voted the way they voted or why they think the way mm-hmm. they think. Um, I, I came across a really interesting conversation uh, on, on Twitter between a, a, a couple of different sort of uh, black political activists, including a. Brittany Packett Cunningham uh, at Miss P A C K Y E T T I um, on Twitter, and she's a uh, with Pod Save the People and a, a, a contributor to NBC News and in Miss NBC. Um, and it was essentially people just like some black folks discussing who were like frustrated that Biden had done so well, um, like kind of historically well among uh, black voters mm-hmm. in on Super Tuesday, and wondering like. Do we not like do members of our community not like support uh, uh, Medicare for all and the other things Bernie stands for? Um, and at one point, Brittany came in and said, um, a lot of black folks believe in those policies and support Bernie and or Warren. To be honest, if some of those policies came packaged differently and a man yep. and in a man who had deeper relationships with black folks, they might be doing better with black voters this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another Twitter user responded to that. A deeper relationship to black folks, he's been fighting for social justice, especially for black folks, since the 60s. He was there for MLK's I Have a Dream speech. He's fighting for health care for all and education for all. What has Biden done besides stand beside Obama? Um, And another person responded. There were a number of responses to this that I find actually really interesting and really valuable for people to hear. One of the responses was 300,000 people were there for the I Have a Dream speech, including 13-year-old me. Then Bernie went off to the north like many white leftists did while those committed to the struggle went mm-hmm. south. These are just facts, not a judgment, but let's tell the truth. Yeah. And this was also quoted by Brittany Cunningham, and she noted this above the quote. I don't know what it's going to take for folks who get that this line will not and has never worked. He got booed at She the People for reminding people of his activist background. Folks care about the decades since then. Biden has the relationships. Love or hate him, they matter. And do not underestimate what it means to some black folks that Joe had Barack, has Barack's back mm-hmm. and didn't embarrass him. Happily playing number two to a black man isn't something we've witnessed a lot of white men do. Mm-hmm. You can dismiss that as worthless if you want, but you won't win that way. So important. It's so important. Point. It's a yeah. huge point. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to make it seem like I think what I was just saying is an outsized element. I just think it's a element. Um, yeah. And this is another one that you I know think what is else hugely is an important. What else is an element? 
products and products services. And <laughs> I knew that. The only element that really matters. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., that's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Oh my god, we wait, are back. We're, wait, we're and, back. Uh, Do you want to talk about something positive, you guys? Not yet. I want to hey. talk about how happy I am uh, that uh, our, our good friend uh, Michael Bloomberg Yay. has decided to go to a lovely yeah, farm upstate. R.I.P. Um, Bloomberg's um, we'll miss your campaign no, we so won't. much. I'll miss that money. Um, no. yeah. yeah, that's that a positive sweet, thing. Sweet I do want to talk about some other stuff before we get to 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 some of my more positive takeaways that I want to leave you with. But uh, yeah, fuck yeah, Bloomberg's done, and you know what? He's Grateful done. for the role that he played. Turns out because he did <laughs> run cover for us um, <laughs> by mm. taking votes from Biden. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah. good on him for winning America Samoa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, American his 115 Samoa. votes. 175. Sorry. And Tulsi. And so, Tulsi got a Tulsi. delegate. He didn't even yeah, get all so of the this delegates. This is one of those things, <laughs> in terms of like regrets that I have about this election, I'm bummed that we missed CPAC, uh, yeah. which which mm-hmm. is, was, was, was frustrating and outside of our control. I'm really bummed, and I didn't think about this beforehand, that we didn't go to American Samoa, because I'm deeply curious about what 
what the the political ad ecosystem was Absolutely. like there. What yeah. were people actually seeing? One of the things that was pointed out to me today in a conversation with another journalist is that American Samoa was also heavily targeted by Russian disinformation in the 2016 election. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know why. I've never actually heard a good theory well, as to why it-, it 175 yeah. pivotal votes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, I'm really curious as to what's going on over there. And yeah. I, I know very little about- What's going on? Right, it was also, uh, it's a caucus. Yeah. So like- those are passionate people who like stuck around and like really like yeah like, they like Bloomberg like, and Tulsi right it's like all right gonna blast ads there so he can have at least one win wild um, um, I, yeah. I yeah I do think um, <laughs> it is nice to acknowledge uh, what a beautiful piece of art it was the past couple of months of Michael Bloomberg yeah appearing uh, during this spending six specific million political dollars. climate. And spending $500 million of his own money uh, and just tanking so spectacularly. So badly. Just, it, it is beautiful. And it's, um, it's I think, uh, a positive, hopeful thing that it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have, you know, yeah. maybe it could have worked. Uh, maybe it was a different person. I'm relieved. Um, different, yeah, just different pieces on the on the table. But um, I think it's, it's really great. I- that it did not work, and it's really funny that it didn't work so yeah. amazingly. And the the funniest thing is that because of how mean everybody was to Mike in the debates, it, it's made they're, they're starting to cozy up to him now that he's out of the election. And well, like we got to see Joe Biden tear into him for non disclosure agreements mm-hmm. and basically call him a, a sexual harasser and a creep. And today, <laughs> Joe Biden tweeted this. Mike Bloomberg, I can't thank you enough for your support and for your tireless work on everything from gun safety reform to climate change. Yep. This race is bigger than candidates and bigger than politics. Well, it's be- about defeating Donald Trump. And with your help, we're going to do it. Because Bloomberg is about just, to pour all that money into his campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. It, I've enjoyed just every time anyone drops out, that's very funny. Like uh, you can look at de Blasio's, yeah. all of his really, really mean tweets about Pete. Um, and then as soon mm-hmm. as Pete dropped out, just like the nicest, thank you so much for everything you've done. Um, it's always always fun to watch. Primaries are the t- terrible. Yeah. 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 The the only times people were nice to someone who dropped out and it seemed genuine was to Andrew Yang. And I think it might just mm-hmm. be that he's a very likable person. Yeah, I think everyone liked yeah. him. Um, and <laughs> uh, just enjoys his <laughs> yeah, it's company. Yeah, like, oh, I wish he was yeah. back on the stage. He was really fun. He's nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So... We mentioned how Bloomberg kind of um, detracted from the uh, amount of winning Biden had last night. I think uh, it's time to talk about Elizabeth Warren and her role mm-hmm. yesterday and moving forward. Um, well, I think we learned that Elizabeth's floor in, of support is pretty low. Mm. It's really that, depressing. I didn't even like that joke. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had to make one. Look, we can't have all these Kloba jokes and not have a, a Warren one. But that's Cl- all I had. Kloba chuckles. So sorry. Kloba <laughs> chuckles. God, there's so many with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's frustrating. If she dropped mm-hmm. out before last night, there is a certain amount of, uh, the, of votes that would have gone to Bernie. As I'm looking at right now, um, Biden is at. Uh, 553 Sanders yes. is at 488 um so Biden is leading Sanders number. by 65 oh shoot I mean yeah it's it's been changing what is your number Katie okay the current delegate count Joe Biden has 566 mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders has oh, 501 
This is Elizabeth at, this Warren. Is at three three fifteen yes. p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday. Elizabeth Warren has sixty one yeah. delegates. Michael Bloomberg has fifty three. Pete Buttigieg has twenty six. Amy Klobuchar has seven, etc. Um, so, but the main numbers we're looking at here are Biden of, yeah. and Sanders. Um, I, I want to address something really quick. A lot of people were upset about the the thought that Elizabeth would go all the way to the convention. She has not yet dropped out of the race. I highly doubt that she will go all, all the way to the convention. But um, from people in her camp, they have talked around it and said, essentially, like, if she did go all the way, she could make a deal with Bernie and give him her delegates. So any delegates that she has, you can kind of hope, we'll see, that she will give them give them to Bernie. That said... <laughs> You can also anticipate that the rest of the candidates will give theirs to Biden. And that said, last night, the problem was that Elizabeth didn't even reach viability in so so many states. So those votes were wasted. Right. They're not even going to delegates that can be handed off or anything like that. Um, And I have a lot of thoughts about that. Yeah, I'm frustrated by it. I also do not appreciate the way the conversation is going online. It is not all Elizabeth's fault. Um... Like we mentioned earlier, I believe it's about 40%. This is some poll, take it or leave it, of people, of Warren voters said that they would absolutely not vote for Bernie. Period. Why is that? A lot of it has to do with stuff I just said. A lot of it has to do with the question of electability, you know, and that's a bigger conversation. So this idea that, and even if you did get all of Elizabeth's votes to Bernie last night, there are some contests that would have been different. There are a lot of them that wouldn't have. Um, and I do believe, at least at the math that I last looked at, Bernie would still be behind. Um, yeah, it, it it seems fair to say that no matter like which polls you trust about like who Warren voters kind of pick as their second pick, if she had dropped out prior to Super Tuesday, the gap between Sanders and Biden would be lower, but Biden yes. would still be ahead. Yeah, he'd still be ahead. So there's all all of that. You can be, I I wish she had dropped out. The other thing that I, and and this is a thing that I've been going back and forth with all night. Um, Yeah. At this point, I wish she, she dropped out. All day yesterday, I felt sick to my stomach wishing she had dropped out. Um, I also understand that there's no way anybody could, like there's also this accusation of she knew exactly what she was doing with this. And that's bullshit. Nobody knew what was going to happen last night. We all thought Bernie was going to sweep it. So come on, guys. Like, that's not true. But, you know, I... I, She's also been coming in like fourth She's also, the writing was on the wall before this that she wasn't going to do well. I do understand that she, these were the states that she'd poured the most money into, that she was pulling the best in. So there was this hope. There's also like a very... uh, intense fan base there's a lot of she's the only woman in the field mm-hmm. there's a lot of women that look up to her there's a lot of people that respect her and want her in this race so I, like i understand that the pressure from all sides at this point she needs to drop out 100 percent. and yeah. yeah it should have happened I sooner i agree with that but i just think the the jumping to the just so much of the conversation i've seen has been this is her fault and it's not <laughs> It's not. I mean, she played a role in why where the actual delegate numbers are right now. Absolutely. But the whole thing isn't her fault. Oh, you mean like Biden doing well? Yes. So, oh, that's not like, her fault. It's not her fault because also you look at it like we already said. Bloomberg 
yeah. all of his votes were, were she, detracting from Biden. So yeah. it could, it's, she could have helped, but it's not her fault that Biden did well after Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg and Amy right. Klobuchar dropped out and then endorsed him a day before everyone voted. And, and like, would an endorsement from Elizabeth sway a lot of those people that say they wouldn't vote for Bernie? It might. It wouldn't sway all of them. Not all of them. Um, but it probably would have helped. All of that, I agree with it. But she's not. She's not the evil monster here. <laughs> she's she's fucked up. Well, I think some of this some of this comes down to this like this difference. Like, uh, there's two things that are happening. What or there's two things you can look at. What one would be objectively, if you're like playing this like a video game, what would have been the smartest play for progressives to go with from from the very beginning? The the best chances of getting their candidate through. Um, but the other, the separate question is that like. This is a, a democracy, and Elizabeth Warren had different feelings about things than Bernie Sanders, and so did her supporters, although they had a lot in common. And it, it's frustrating to me. It's true that, like, because of the nature of the primaries, a lot of Warren's votes wound up just getting completely wasted. Yeah. But it's also like, does does that sort of like cold? Should should she have from the beginning just been calculating on what was overall like the best idea for progressives, or should? people who are in politics and trying to push a specific vision about how the country should be be able to like run on that like and and I I think that it's it's as someone who has not been supporting Warren as a candidate for a while now um it's frustrating to me that like there's this attitude among people that no one else that everyone should have just fallen in line between right. behind either the the centrist or the uh, the progressive, and it's like no, we should. This is a primary. Like you should be able to, and I don't know. Like it is frustrating because the stakes are incredibly high, and yeah. maybe we will all wind up regretting that she didn't. But it's also really angry to me that the system works in such a way that people are like, it's bad that she didn't shut the fuck up. And totally. it's like, I don't think that's should be what democracy is, right? Yeah. Like even if I don't, I don't feel like, yeah. I it's frustrating to me. I completely I agree with that. Um. And it's hard for me to not run my brain and run my brain. It's hard for me to keep my brain from running in circles about, okay, we've just been tearing each other apart. The progressive side of this, mm -hmm. of the the Democratic Party. And also, let's be clear, the pro, pro, uh, progressives are not Democrats. We're not, I don't know that we're Democratic socialists, a lot, all of us, but like, it's a completely different party from yeah. The the people that want a Joe Biden or an Amy Klobuchar, you know, um, but the, the these two camps, we've been tearing each other down and. And and I don't know, how does that undercut the whole message and how does that how how unappetizing is that to people who might have come over here? And I look at Elizabeth Warren um, and yeah, she's made mistakes. She has. I think she has a lot of different pressures being a woman trying to navigate this field, trying to find her position because, you know, Bernie's got these people who are devout followers of him and will fight for him. And that's one. But like, how does she differentiate herself from them? Um, and there's part of me seeing the way people who voted for Biden but also really liked her. Would she have been a more palatable one for us to, to rally around? I don't actually think so because I do agree that like you know the points that you have made over and over again about like we don't compromise we swing for the the what we want and and yeah. and then we end up compromising in that part of it great but not out of the gate I totally get that and I and in theory I I agree with it I mean I do agree with it 
it's just hard to not play a what if game. And it's hard to not feel sour that sexism played a role in it, which it did. But she did really badly. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. she did yeah. really, really badly. It is done at this point. It, it is know, like even even the argument about like, well, people should be able to like advocate for their own beliefs. And, you know, that's part of the point is like, well, but OK, at this point, we've seen like what people this isn't this isn't going to work, Elizabeth. Let's let's let's. Right, it's very the, clear, yeah. Get, a, get, get, get yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And it is frustrating to me to see people being like bringing up misogyny when folks are like, "Okay, this is definitely a point at which to step yeah. out of the race." And it's like you're telling a woman to sit down like, "No, I'm 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 not." Telling this candidate. <laughs> there's a lot of 100%. Yeah, there's a lot of defensiveness yeah. about like uh about that that um it, it's a it, like protecting like well she, she doesn't owe you this and this and this and it's like well she's a politician we're like we're yeah, talking yeah. we're talking to politicians right now and well misogyny okay that certainly has played a role in this election Absolutely. cycle sure yes but admitting defeat when you're clearly losing is not misogynistic like or like people saying that that's not misogynistic that's not sexism that is the reality that she is hurting her cause. At the moment, and she's losing the respect of people that um, might might support her in the future for her next endeavor. Right, right. You know, and and I don't know what the ultimate game is. Um, I don't know why she. I, I believe the last I read is that they are having a they conversation. They talked earlier, um, and she is assessing her campaign, which is future. what they say when they are about right. to drop out. Some of what we're seeing here that is, I think, maybe should be analyzed um, more more thoroughly because it's really important is like all of this hate and this anger between uh the people who are ostensibly on like a similar side if not the same side is some of some some of what we're seeing here from people who are if not on the same side then on a similar side is um what has happened because of the internet and because of not just because of the internet but because of the media ecosystem we have allowed to take hold in our country um it, it is impossible to have people competing politically in this country and not hating each other. And that yeah. has not always been the case. Um, and it doesn't mean that like the issues aren't actually important, but it does mean that like w the reason that a big part of why Sanders and Warren supporters have been so at each other's throats is the same reason that like Trump supporters and everyone else have been like increasingly pushed to the brink of armed conflict. It's something incredibly fundamentally toxic in the way our country and its media ecosystem works right now. And we all need to be, it needs to be a bigger topic of like how we, like this has to change. It's not yeah. survivable. This is like, this is literally a life or death issue and we will not survive it if we do not break this current system and replace it with something that does not inevitably push t people towards tearing it out each other's throats. Yeah. That, that is the situation. I Fuck you, Robert. I <laughs> you, you know what, eat, Cody? Eat shit. Just eat shit. Uh, eat it. Cody, I that wasn't nice. Would, Fuck you too. I, I would much prefer eating shit to watching another ten minutes of NBC, which I watched <laughs> last night fair. for their election coverage. Why did you choose NBC? At least choose an I MSNBC because they got Steve Kornacki. Mm. They those you know NBC has Steve Kernacki too. They were oh. talking about Kernaxter all night. He was it was they couldn't they couldn't Kernask Kernak. That's wild. Uh, they loved him. They loved talking about his numbers. Oh, they were talking about him, statistics. but was he up there being like doing his thing with the board? 
Oh yeah, he was doing all sorts of things. He was saying numbers. He was okay. So it was MSNBC. Numbers. It has to. You were watching MSNBC. Was MSNBC. Rachel Maddow on? No, no. It was like it was like Steve Karnacki in a room full of people, and every Confusing. now, every <laughs> two minutes or so, there would be more ads, and the ads He's would always talk about how running great from Steve one newsroom to the wild, other. Yeah, yeah he, had his, he had his sleeves rolled up. I had never heard of him before, and I hope never to hear from him again. Oh, no, he's cute. <laughs> he's cute in that he loves math and numbers. <laughs> you know who else loves numbers, Katie? Who else loves numbers, Robert? The products, products that support this ad. Support products this like ad. Steve Kernacki. Are the uh, numbers dollars? Yeah, the numbers are dollars. Okay. Nice. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through together. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. And we are now back again. Um, back, back, back again. That's right. Sorry. sorry. Uh, don't apologize. Some light, some light into this episode, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's time to talk about some more positive things, uh, or, or productive things at least, mm. to focus on uh, moving forward. Um Progress? I've gotten uh, a lot of messages from people saying just feeling despondent. Um, yeah, uh, I you know, people saying how depressing it's been. You know, uh, Bernie supporting Bernie and lost the uh, to Hillary Clinton in 2016, and then Hillary losing to Trump, and 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 this, and it feels like um, banging your head against a wall. And I will say this: it's not easy being progressive it never is it's not easy being the people that want to change a better world it, it just isn't and it's never going to be easy we're going to lose until we don't yeah and and i i i know it's exhausting <laughs> but there's also hope in that that like more and more people are coming around to it and um yeah. this is something that my friend you know he's also a bernie supporter he, he's definitely a more objective and removed from things he doesn't get caught up emotionally mm -hmm. in things the way that i do the way that we do um and halfway through the evening last night he was like 
well, I've come around. I'm okay. I will be okay with a Biden presidency. And I was like, what are you? And he was like, well, think about it. Biden is actually way more progressive than even Obama was. I was like, what? <laughs> but he's not wrong. He supported gay marriage. No, he's not. Well before Obama did. Obama was elected and didn't support gay marriage. You know, all sorts of stuff. And he's even he's got a huge faction of the party right now that he needs to unify that are more progressive. He will be he will be more easily influenced. He kind of goes from the hip, you know, which isn't great. But Mm. you can also see him caving to pressure. He. Things are vastly different now than they were even back when Obama. Are you saying we could bully him into yeah. Medicare for all? Uh, I'm, I am I am mean, kind of saying that. We don't uh, even necessarily need to bully him because he's, apparently, he's very old and, and clearly sundowning. So we mm-hmm. can just trick him into signing Don't we remember you committed to Medicare mm-hmm. for all? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he actually, he oh, actually, no, Joe, you said I mean, this was there's good. a clip roll, rolling around today from 2008 of him literally saying that, yeah, we should have universal health care. It sucks that people can't pay for health care. We're going to do it. We're going to do it, folks. You know, I mean, especially since he's he talks about loss and the loss in his family and 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 that is something that he can be pressured on and the other yeah, thing yeah i mean we depending on how much he degenerates katie we might be able to just trick him into thinking Absolutely. he's been bernie sanders all along i mean the <laughs> possibilities are endless start calling him bernie um, but the other the other <laughs> point i wanted <laughs> to make about that about not the calling him bernie sanders but about the hope that we can have even with a biden presidency uh is that <laughs> that's what the convention is for like we will we will we have a big voice right now we will hopefully probably be able to affect policy that gets decided upon the convention and at the very least biden is gonna need to choose a progressive running mate i mean maybe he won't but that's in his very best interest to a, choose someone a tim kane type uh yeah. tim kane. i mean of course i told that to cody and that's what he said <laughs> it well i mean i i think that Let's he probably will by his proper name guys bernie sanders t-swizzle um, timmy k <laughs> yeah t-swizzle t-swizzle um yeah that's, i think that's that, what uh, we call him katie it is more likely that he will do that this time around i think that oh of all the lessons uh, that the Democrats should have learned from 2016, I think perhaps one of them they actually did learn is the running mate issue. I have not seen evidence yet that the Democratic Party has ever learned a single lesson. Oh, I'm um, very doubtful. I'm just saying I maybe mean, maybe that's the yeah, one. Not, I, I'm just I'm saying some room for hope I, here. Klobuchar. I I I hope that they are paying attention. One of the things that I I just uh, David Sirota just um, pointed out. Uh, who who works for Sanders, uh, so I should note that as well, hmm. um, but is like a former journalist who works for the Sanders campaign, that Sanders won independent swing voters in 13 out of the 16 Democratic primaries and caucuses that have happened so far. And this is according to CNN exit po- polls. Great. So the, uh, two things are true here, and I, I think they're both important. Um, co- counter to what a lot of folks on the left like to say, the fact that Biden is ahead now and that Hillary won last time is not do has less to do with fuck jobs, although they are a factor, than it has to do with the fact that both of those candidates have more support within the Democratic Party itself. I think it is also true, and it is my opinion, and this is part of why I support him, that Sanders has a better shot at winning the general election. And part of why I think he yeah. does is he has a better shot of drawing in people who are not traditionally Democratic yeah. voters. And one of the big shortcomings of the primary caucus system right now is that it is determining who Democrats like more not who's going to win the election. Absolutely. If you look at where Biden has won so far, 
at like Texas, great that he won Texas. Doesn't mean that he's going to win it in the general. Right. Uh, great right. that he won South Carolina. Doesn't mean he's going to win it. He's almost he didn't win it by much. It you know, yeah. Yeah. Texas. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's so interesting because you look at last night's results, and there's a lot of talk about all these states that Bernie won in 2016, but he didn't win now. And why is that? Like uh, he didn't mobilize his base and all this stuff. He's lost support. Didn't gain support. Well, 2016 was a different. Different set of circumstances. No, elections happen in a vacuum, Katie. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of data, I guess, that people were more willing to vote for Bernie in the primary because he was losing. And they're like, yeah, I'd like to see. I want him to stick in this. I want to see mm-hmm. what he has to say. And this time around, the stakes are higher because back then we didn't think that Donald Trump right. was going to win. And they're scared and they're nervous. He still did very well considering all of these other factors and that there are more people running. Yeah. Like there were just right. a ton yeah, more people on the ballot. Um, it's a different set of circumstances. He, he did well considering, and I, I think just the fact that he's been on the stage for so long at this point helps us forget it. He's a he's a he's a, a shouty, wild haired socialist uh yeah. who visited the Soviet Union uh and spoke positively about Fidel Castro, and he's still one of the front runners. Because Americans have turned around that much on the basic idea of whether or not socialism has a place in our society, and that like that was almost unimaginable five or six years ago. Yes, yeah. and I'm not saying that like you know it's it's I, I, I like Castro. I I want to be clear about that. I'm saying that like the fact that the American public clearly didn't buy, or at least a lot of the voting public, I don't think bought into the idea that like just saying positive things about the Cuban government went, meant Sanders was was a straight up USSR authoritarian like, yeah yeah people I, yeah. I do think there's a lot of hope in how well he continues to do and how much how many the legs his ideas clearly have and whether or not the Democratic Party learns that lesson I have hope that someone will before we are all consumed uh, by a fascist hellscape and boil to death it's, in uh, yeah, yeah there are so many things that even even though if they won't necessarily admit it that the Democratic Party are, is talking about that uh, are happening because of him leading that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Not yeah, solely I, because I mean, of him, but, but I, I that's a big agree. factor. It's 100% true. He is, he is changing the shape of politics and, here and the way people think about what's possible. Yes, um, and that's something that I think yeah. really resonates with people. Um, and a lot of... <laughs> uh, Candidates have talked about that in terms of like, well, this is bold enough. This is plenty bold. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty but, bold. Yeah, I saw uh, another one about Biden today about being plenty bold. Um, but I think people should... see through that um, and are like, well, yeah. no, it's not. Pl- you I need- mean, like Pete Buttigieg's speech when he was endorsing Biden. Let's form a new kind of politics, one where we're kind to each other. Mm. Like, get out of out of here. Yeah. We, you on, know. Buddy. I also think it's really hopeful that. The success of Bernard Sanders means that we are closer to ever to a country in which Doc Brown from Back to the Future could potentially win a presidential <laughs> mm-hmm. election. Very good point. Um, Very good and point. And that is the only thing I've ever advocated for. On the um, platform that he's going to go back in time and uh, shoot JFK again. <laughs> yes, yes. A second shot. A second he wants yeah. to do it right, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to take it, it down. The, the speaking of this hope thing, how hopeful it is, and how exciting it is, and and you know hope. we talked. Change. <laughs> earlier about how this feels so much more steeped in anger this time around understandably um 
But moving forward, what can we do? Like we said, he's not that far behind Biden. He does have a steep road to climb. But what can we do? I don't ever want to have happen again what I felt in 2016 watching Donald Trump win, which is what could I have done more? What could I have done more? I could have canvassed. I could have phone banked. So what we all have the opportunity to do right now is to pick up a phone, is to sign up. To You can do it from your house. It's easy. They mm-hmm. give you a script. And most people aren't going to answer, but some people will. And and it, it's easy. Yeah, it's and easy having to those do. conversations that actually connect with people and can put forth that hopeful, positive message. And not in that, a way that's attacking them, mm-hmm. but like having a conversation. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think that, I, and I don't think anyone that phone banks or canvases no. does that. Like, that's the thing. Like, I've well, been canvassed. I, don't know. I mean, I've been canvassed by. I mean, I mean, I had a, a bad like, <laughs> exchange with a Bloomberg uh, canvasser. Yes. So, like, but, it, but I mean, like the, the yeah. everyone. That's the, that's the thing that I, I mean, though. That like, you we can talk about like the Twitter things and like personal conversation with friends and stuff that get heated. But the people who are actually on the ground doing the canvassing, doing the the texting and the calling, they're all kind, welcoming, positive people. Um, and that's because that is what the campaign. I'll is say about. that you can't say for certain that that's true, but I certainly hope it's true, and we can we can do that for ourselves, and make sure that we are when yeah. we're working for him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but you know, go ahead. What you both said brings to mind a quote from uh, Rumi, a 13th century Afghan poet that I, I think is really relevant right here. Um, Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. And I was I was reminded of these beautiful words uh, because Ivanka Trunk p- tweeted them to the Taliban when we were talking about having a peace treaty. <laughs> but they are beautiful words. Man, I wish you hadn't told me that part. Unbelievable. I, the, the president's daughter told the Taliban that out between out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and right doing, there is a field where they could meet and talk. <laughs> <laughs> Where wings take dream. Wow, wow, wow. She's deep. Uh, that's wild. What um, a, um, yeah. Uh, amazing. I Go ahead. First daughter. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that yesterday was a very somber affair for a lot of people and uh, yeah. disappointing, um, surprising to some. Um, and I think a lot of people felt very defeated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that... Th- I mean, feel what you feel, uh, but I think that it, we're it's so early. Uh, the difference between the two top candidates is not that large, and there are a lot more states out there, and uh, depending like on what Warren does and things like that, and keeping this positive message of of like, and I, I think that I don't necessarily agree that the campaign isn't about like hope and progress. I think it and, is. I think that we metabolize it in a different way. Yeah. I think that uh, the media has a big role to play in the narrative that it's only negative and mean and angry. Um, like l- Joe Biden literally pokes voters in the chest and says, go vote for somebody else. He is a frustrated, angry man too. Um, but I think that taking the message of positivity and unity uh, and love and hope forward uh, fits perfectly in what yeah, the actual actual policy is uh, is about, and um, I think that we can take that and take yeah. the som the somber sort of sobering day that was yesterday forward and uh, and and not, let it energize yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the thing that Bernie's so good at. The other thing that I um I wanted to to give you guys to focus on money. No, <laughs> don't have that. 
Um, we are still getting some of that from Mike. We just got a report goodness. that people are still oh, yeah. getting his ad. So, um, save up to get that AR. Yeah, give guys. us one one hundred million dollars, Mike, <laughs> and we'll give you one more delegate. Um, I I wanted to say something that I've said several times before, and and now I'll say it again. Even if you're disappointed, even if Biden gets the nomination, what we have got to pour our energy into is getting progressive candidates elected to the Senate. And you can Mm -hmm. get fired up and be inspired about that. The local level is much more easy to affect. And of course, a Senate race is a hard thing. But but like even in your communities, get the progressive DA elected. Mm -hmm. Get get the change the shape of city council. Run for city council. Mm -hmm. Like like if you're dejected, use that because it's it doesn't it's it's hard. It's hard to move this big ship and to steer it into a different direction. But you can't stop. You just got to keep finding different avenues to explore. And we will not yeah. get anything done unless we flip the Senate. So learn from the example of Bernard Sanders. When he saw John Fitzgerald Kennedy, he didn't <laughs> think there's no way I can impact politics. He went out and he bought a Manlicher Carcano rifle and he he made a difference. Not a good difference, but a difference. In a, in a second. Thank you. You know, we work our entire lives to make a difference. Yeah. And he did it in one second. Thank you for bringing this home mm-hmm. so eloquently, guys. I'm, I'm yeah. highlighting the message I was trying to mm-hmm. leave. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys have other positive thoughts you want to leave our friends with? Yeah, I just think it's good. Uh, it's fine. You think this is great? <laughs> I, 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 I don't think it's great. I, I th- But I think it's mm-hmm. fine. And I yeah. um, have nothing but uh, na- naive hope. Oh, Ivanka yeah, tr- can still be friends with Bloomberg's daughter. It's mm-hmm. very nice. I'm relieved. Yeah, I'm she, so worried she, about it. She and Bloomberg's daughter and the Taliban can all hang out in that field beyond right and wrong and share techniques for beheading women who don't wear veils. Um, it's good. It's good times. It's great. For all of us. It was for- the best of times. Thank it you, was Ivanka. The worst of times. Thank you, Ivanka. Thank you, Ivanka. Thank you, Bernie's rifle. Thank, thank you, Doc Brown. Thank, America. Thank, thank you, you, ad sponsors. Uh, thank you, Joe Biden, who we now refer to as Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Bernie too. It could work. Um, it could work. All right, guys. That's it for us this oh. week, I think. Oh. Yeah. Uh, check us out online at Worst Year Pod on the Twitter and the Instagram. and Google our names Google our to names. find out where we are individually. Please follow me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Be nice. Be nice Katie. online, everyone. Be, be, nice be, nicer online. Online. be nicer online. Be, be nicer online. Be nicer in person. To Nazis. Yeah. So it's and the worst year ever. Be kind else. to one another. Yeah. You can be mean to me. At this no, point, I don't, don't even care. Don't be, be kind, I mean, don't. But it's worst year ever. Be kind. Rewind. Be kind. Rewind. Yeah. Everyone it, it should is, be. I see it much though. meaner to fascists and much nicer to people who aren't. Here, here. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. There's a. Everyone and a happy ha- new year. Ha- yeah, have a good week. Yeah, oh, good. I see happy a, new week. I see a phrase uh, tweeted every day by somebody, um, and it sticks with me. <laughs> it's really hard. Be brave enough to be kind. Be brave enough Boom, to be kind. I take it back. That was wonderful. Okay, the episode's over. Yeah. I tried. Yes. Daniel. Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. 
Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency, where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch, so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.